A demon in the hand is worth two in the bush. Today on Podcast Magoria. <laughs> Halloween A to Z. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. I'm James. And I'm Autumn. And today we are discussing our iMovie Idle Hands. Yeah! The 1999 loser slacker classic. Um, stoner classic. These aren't cool stoners. Uh, yeah, they are lame stoners. Like the worst. <laughs> um, I think it was on purpose to be like, yeah, see how much of a loser these guys are. Yeah, w- was this was this movie like secretly bankrolled by like? Nancy Reagan. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it definitely makes you feel like maybe drugs drugs aren't so cool, kids. <laughs> Coming in at a tight hour and 32 minutes, this Rodman Flender-directed film, mm. Robert Flender. Yeah, I have no idea what else he did, but this one's, I mean, do you need to watch anything else? <laughs> right. Um, I think that this movie is a time capsule film. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like one of those, you know, every generation kind of has one of those movies that kind of locks in the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like John Hughes movies from the 80s and stuff like that. Right. This one, while watching it, I didn't expect the amount of nostalgia Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it's really nostalgic for me anyway because it's a movie that I watched regularly as a teenager during this time. And so I get, like, just full-on nostalgia anyway. But the fact that they're getting ready for a Halloween dance and just the music and the clothes that they're wearing, just, just everything about it is so like, yeah, this was definitely 99, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it's so strange. It feels like they made a period piece. Right, right. At the time that the period that, <laughs> that they were in, because <laughs> like if you, if you were to watch, it was kind of like that show Pen15, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just like, purposefully nostalgic and all that kind of thing like where where it's almost like somebody took a wikipedia article for the year 1999 yeah and and then just was like okay well we have to have sublime in there we have to have you know all this like all these like references and and so it's such a i mean just a perfect time capsule for that time Mm -hmm. so our listeners out there that maybe you're too young to really experience um, the 90s, either actually not even born in the 90s, which is weird to me to, to think, but um, <laughs> yeah, this is a good one to watch to get kind of an idea of what it was like to be a, a, a teen, a preteen or a teen during this time. Oh, yeah. Enough nostalgia nonsense. Let's go ahead and start talking about this movie. It's got some special people also to the late 90s early 2000s experience when it comes to cinema yeah because we've got seth green in the mix yeah it's got one of the 90s teen heartthrobs in it devin sawa mm-hmm. uh, another teen heartthrob at the time jessica alba yeah which yeah. we just had 
Yeah, you yeah. Know, another movie with her. We also have Vivica A. Fox. I mean, like, yeah. this is uh, kind of a who's who. Uh, I mean, even, even like, and this is how I'm going to kind of ease my way into talking about the movie. Um, <laughs> with it opening with, with Anton's parents, mm-hmm. uh, Fred Willard, I mean, granted, like, he's more of like an old school actor that became, like, a late 90s. He, he always kind of just showed up in in comedies and stuff yeah he was always a teacher or a parent during Uh, that time (laughs) um this is gonna sound weird but i almost would call him almost like a he was like a if they couldn't get eugene levy Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) yeah fred willard i i love how this movie because i haven't watched it since i was you know since it came out practically Mm -hmm. like i like i remember renting it for halloween Ah. You know, um, for like a Halloween sleepover and stuff, but I I wasn't a huge fan of it as a as a teen. I watched it over and over and over again because of Seth Green. <laughs> yeah, maybe I think I think that was actually <laughs> I'm gonna catch some heat. That might be the reason why I didn't like it. Oh, divorce! Uh, <laughs> I, He's my favorite character, even on on the surface. This movie just it seemed heavy handed at the time because mm. of because like Seth Green was hot because of uh well look up no uh, because <laughs> Austin Powers Austin, yeah Austin Powers can't hardly wait yeah can't hardly wait and and so I was just like I, I didn't like can't hardly wait and so I just like the thought <laughs> of watching a horror movie that was can't hardly wait did not appeal to me I also wasn't really into stoner humor at that point in time in my mm. life like I mm. was just kind of I was. Yeah. yeah, I was at that age where you're kind of up your own ass. <laughs> yeah, but now that you've watched it again as an adult, you see that the stoner humor isn't the main focus. No, 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 no. They're just stoners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not like a Cheech and Chong film. Yeah, but... I mean, towards the end, we do get like, uh, you know, uh, weed saves the day, essentially. So. The movie has a mixed <laughs> message about it, pot. It does. Because almost the whole film is like weed makes you a loser these guys are losers and the whole time even anton is struggling with his own identity as far as like what does he really want to do with his life i I think being faced with this bizarre tragic situation made him take a hard look at himself Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's such a weird mix of comedy and like culture like like uh, like a look at culture like mm-hmm. it, it's just such a yeah watching it now as an adult like i'm just seeing this for a whole other way additionally the movie opens like i didn't expect i, I didn't remember it just jumping into being like hard horror like yeah so quick yeah i mean we get the really you know Early 2000s edgy uh, opening credits. Oh, yeah. I noted but, that. Uh, it, but the music. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, guys, what we mean by that edgy early 2000s opening is it looks like it could have been used as a background graphic for a Marilyn Manson concert. Yeah. Yeah. It's all gritty looking. Yeah. And there's like digital interference yeah. and, you know, blood. Ugly as sin. <laughs> also, in, in all this kind of madness that's happening on the screen, they throw in idle hands, mm-hmm. like, in the middle of, like, the credits. Yeah. And so you blink and you miss it. Blink <laughs> yeah. and you miss the name of the movie. 
Yeah, because I mean the credits are going by pretty fast, yeah. and uh, I mean you're ju- you're distracted by the song. Yeah, fantastic soundtrack is all I'm saying for another, this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's definitely another like time capsule esque thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does uh, pretty much jump right into the gore because you come to find out that these people are Anton's parents, yeah. and they get killed right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you get that the classic urban legend style yeah. killing where well painted well, above their bed is i'm under the bed yeah yeah and glow in the dark paint yeah and it could have been the you know dog's lick too uh, yeah, urban yeah, right, legend right. <laughs> but no when they check under the bed there's nothing there uh-huh. so the dad goes to investigate because there's sounds from downstairs he gets killed off screen yeah but the mom we do get to see get killed yeah and yeah. it's very bloody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when she's running through the house after basically discovering that the dad had been killed, yeah, you know, she's yelling for Anton, and, and and it's just it's so. I I thought it. I always thought it was neat that mm-hmm. we get introduced to the main character before we even see him. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get our actual introduction the very next morning. Just the picture of. Late nineties youth, uh, mm-hmm. where he he again he's, he's waking like, up at like noon. Yeah, yeah. He's got his <laughs> headphones on, and the reason why he didn't hear his parents get brutally murdered is because he he fell asleep with his headphones on listening yeah. to a CD. You know, and then immediately like when he wakes up, he wakes up because the music stopped, and turns the music back on, and then lazily walks around the house, completely missing the fact that there's blood. All over the place. Yeah, yeah. I like that he keeps missing the little clues throughout, um, even the fact that the dog hasn't been fed and stuff like that, yeah. which I'm sure the parents do every single morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it's definitely one of those, you get all these little subtle hints that his parents are usually, like, on top of things. Yeah. You know, the, the typical TV mom and dad kind of situation. Yeah, because he's, like, shouting, Mom, we're out of this. Mom, we're out of that. Yeah, yeah, Mom, yeah. Mom, the dog needs to be fed. Yeah. I also like the fact that the cat is there licking the bloody footprint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, that's another thing that I really like about this movie is the blood because it's so, like, gooey. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like jam almost. Yeah, they made the blood sticky. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that. For 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 real, and I'm, I'm going to discuss a little bit more here in a second. Um, you know, as far as special effects goes, this movie used really good special effects. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, it's it's um, and and a lot of it's, I would probably say, eighty percent of it is practical effects. Yeah, I think there might be a couple of scenes with. Um, a couple of the characters where it's a uh, CGI, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But the rest of the time, like, it's full on, like, practical effects, like camera trickery or, or, or something of the tune of that. Mm-hmm. They do such a fine job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Anton, being the 1999 slacker that he is, sits down to to hang out and discovers that oh shoot he's out of weed ah crap um i <laughs> i'm amused by the fact that how he um consumes say marijuana is uh he's got an inhaler uh-huh <laughs> yeah that's the little pipe though yeah yeah that's actually a little pipe um so that's pretty amusing so he gives a call to his dealer and his dealer is just like, 
you gotta come over here, man. I'm not, uh, you know, it's too, you're too far away. Yeah, this uh, ain't a delivery service. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So Anton leaves the house wearing just as, just, just a shirt and boxers. Yeah, and a hoodie. And a hoodie. And a hoodie. A hoodie counts as pants, right? <laughs> but yeah, this is where we get inter- introduced to Seth Green's character, yes. Mick, and uh, another uh, semi. He's had some some sort of career. Yeah, he pops up and stuff, but probably best known for Daredevil. Daredevil. Froggy. Yeah. yeah, old Froggy. Froggy <laughs> Fresh. Yeah, good old Eldon Henson. Yeah, who has another weird name in this movie? Penub. Yeah. <laughs> but why? I, they never explained that. I want to assume that that's... Uh, it's a weird nickname. I, I Well, I bet it's his last... I bet that's that character's last name. Oh, because that was... I mean, that I don't know how kids do it these days, but it seems like a lot of people in like the late 90s, early 2000s end up, ended up calling their friends by their last names. Yeah, yeah. We still have several of ours that Very true. call by their last name. When he gets over there, they're like, uh, nah, we're dry after all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I want to also point out the fact that this, this gag for this is the fact that Seth Green says, this isn't a delivery service. It's too far away. You know, you're going to have to come over here. And it's yeah. like next door. Yeah. Like, it's just like, or what, across the street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they right live a- in a little bungalow type yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how quickly they establish that not only is Anton a big old slacker loser uh-huh. but these guys are extremely lazy too oh yeah um, <laughs> but yeah uh Penub tells them ah oh, well don't worry you can just mix nutmeg and oregano and get just as high yeah <laughs> that old uh I'm gonna classic t- i'm gonna tell you right now i knew people that, that did that that believed that oh my god and it's like and they didn't die uh, no no they regretted it <laughs> but but no like uh, i i remember in in school around the time this movie came out people believing that like nutmeg will get you high and stuff like that and oh my like, gosh <laughs> i was like that's just a it's a joke guys don't don't do nutmeg unless you're putting it in a pie right <laughs> But yeah, as they're talking, the subject of the murders that have been going around comes up. And Anton had seen a newscast about this earlier, but he's still like, what the heck are you talking about? I don't watch the news. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch that show is what he says. Yeah, I hate that show. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Mick ends up explaining that, yeah, like a lot of people die. And like they list off a bunch of people, mm-hmm. including uh, these uh, twins that worked at a uh, fast food restaurant that they used to always give shit to. Yeah, yeah. As they're talking, though, Anton kind of, he's got his head in the clouds. And mm-hmm. as he looks out, he sees oh, his crush drive by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> old, Molly. Yeah, old Jessica Alba herself. Uh-huh. Mick and, uh, and Peanut. <laughs> tell anton that you know he should he should ask her out you know he's totally you know there's a dance coming up but yeah. which he also is oblivious to and mick makes the cracks wise that well he would know that if he would show up to school mm-hmm. uh, at least once every six months yeah which i've always been kind of confused if they actually were in school I don't know. I, they're just characters that have graduated mm-hmm, yeah. already. They actually convince Anton to go talk to her. 
Yeah. Well, he, he I guess he grew a pair in that few minutes because he's straight up like, you know what? I am going to talk to her. Yeah. And, and they're <laughs> like, OK. Uh, so he goes. Well, she had also dropped her book of poems and music yeah. and stuff. So yeah. that gave him an excuse to go over and talk to her. That's right. Uh, after he leaves, it turns out that uh, there was a sack of weed stuck in the couch. Ah, those liars. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so they smoke up, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anton goes to Molly's house to return her songbook, but chickens out at the last second. Yeah, because she, she's all like, oh, hey, it's you. Yeah. And he just pushes the book into her arms and doesn't say anything and just walks away. Yeah. Like, pretty much puts his hand up to his eyes where he can't see her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beaver, Utah. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, where does our story take place, our main story? Okay, so I... Is it if in the, Nevada? If the, I'm assuming it's in Nevada, I wish I would have paid more closer attention yeah. to the to the map. Yeah, that you always, see later. I always forget to look at the map to see exactly where it's at because it's in the middle yeah. of what we're fixing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Do they ever actually say the name of the city? As far as I'm aware, no. Unless Cause, it's, cause it's unless not... it's text at the beginning of the movie that I've never really yeah. paid attention to. Yeah, or maybe during that news broadcast, like oh, oh yeah. local citizens and mm. bobble blop, you Nevada. Dang, but I've just never paid attention. It's anyway, not, it's not particularly important. No, we're introduced to Vivica Fox's character. Yeah, Miss Lecure. Yeah, uh, Sister Lecure. Yeah, um, right now. <laughs> yeah, you discover that she is, she's a demon hunter. Yeah. Because she arrives at a prison, and the the prisoner that's there, it's basically the aftermath of him no yeah. longer being possessed. Yeah, his he, hand is all gnarled. He is a shell of a human, and yeah, his, his hand doesn't look too great. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, all the fingers are all bent up and shit. Uh, <laughs> she gets mad because, oh, she's too late. And goes into her RV of investigation. Yeah, yeah. She's like walking out of the prison, straight up taking off her disguise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right yeah. in front of police officers, too. That and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen a movie have such an amazing jump to conclusions uh, yes. in, in a while. Yes. It always tickles me. I'm sure this is probably intentional, but it always gets me like... We, with horror movies, especially when someone's like staring at a map and they go, oh, my God. And they start connecting the dots mm -hmm. and draw a pentagram or whatever. And you just go, how did they even get to this? At least in those other movies, there's some direction there. Yeah. This, this one. I just, okay, her, her thought process, because you can see the whole thought process. And it's almost like she just got this case. Yeah. Because uh, she's putting X's where all the murderers have been, mm. and uh, that's how she gets her pentagram. But how does she not discover this? How did she know to go to this particular location to find this guy? Right, right. You know, yeah. she had to have already had that idea in her head that it was in a pentagram shape. Yeah. Uh, also, all the places that the previous murders took place at start with B. Hmm. I don't know why that's significant because that's never explored 
Yeah. I yeah. mean, great. This is a goofy film, so it's not like it's important, but it's, I just thought it was interesting that for whatever reason, all the locations were B, which I thought that's how she was going to figure out where the next possession or murder or whatever. And also, like, oh, do you think it's like B for Beelzebub? <gasps> Gassed. Or Baphomet? <laughs> yeah. Like, like. <laughs> Maybe that's the the really really subtle joke there. Maybe, uh, yeah. I never gave it much thought. Back to Anton. This is a weird scene. Yeah, because he's like out in the fog, and he seems like he's stoned, but he is not. No, he's completely no. sober right now. Just walking through some fog with a shopping cart full of dog food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he gets accosted by two police uh, mm-hmm. because there is a curfew. Yeah. And it turns out that he actually went to school with these two police officers. Yeah. Uh, he just goes, oh, yeah, I remember you from school. Anton apparently gave them shit in school, so they're going to give him some shit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They end up searching him, and he's wearing Peanub's pants. Oh, yeah, I forgot that yeah. he had borrowed the pants. Yeah, because he can't just, you know, run around all day in, in boxers. Yeah. Uh, and they find an empty weed baggie. And he's just like, you can't, you know, ar- like you can't charge me for an empty bag. Yeah. And then they drop it on the ground. They go, oh, littering. We're going to get you the maximum charge, $200. Speaking of these police officers, though, these are also like... Two of the oldest actors that are supposed to be playing younger people. Yeah. Uh, well, viewers may recognize one of the police officers as uh, Sean Whalen, best known for our, uh, People Under the Stairs and his uh, uh, creepy character in uh, <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's old by yeah, this point. I mean, yeah. no, no, no offense to him because he looks I mean, you know, he. In my opinion, he will always be ageless, but <laughs> but yeah, like he's definitely way older than just graduated high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because at best they're anywhere from three to four years older than him. Mm-hmm. So they would be their characters would only be twenty two, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, they look in their thirties. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, that's just. That's just classic Hollywood, yeah. baby. And that was another thing that like had always confused me, though, about is Anton actually in high school or is, he, is this supposed to be college? Right, right. <laughs> you know, but he makes his way home. I guess he had gotten some hold of some nutmeg and oregano, and so he tries it out, and oh, it makes him so sick. Yeah, of course it's a disaster. <laughs> like he makes a joint not out of not only is it just out of uh, nutmeg and oregano, but the paper he uses is a notebook paper. Yeah, so he just was it. It was going to be a disaster no matter what he did. Again, I knew kids that did this, Ugh. and I'm just like, <laughs> um, while he's getting his, I'll put it bluntly, his blunt ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he starts to hear noises. Yeah. But doesn't really go to investigate. He's just like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. After he smokes and gets sick, uh, I guess it did kind of work because he's got the munchies. He's making a little sandwich, (laughs) not noticing, um, that the knife that he's picked up is covered in strawberry jam. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But is it strawberry jam or is it the blood of his father? (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's completely 
this movie had he not had um had he not been like the main character with the hand and stuff mm-hmm. um it would have been funny if the whole film he was just completely oblivious oh yeah to everything like it's just a adolescent stoner comedy yeah that he's just a hundred percent the entire film oblivious to everything just mm-hmm. like like a stoner mr magoo kind of situation <laughs> it could have easily went that direction however he does finally notice that the knife is covered in blood after he's taken a bite of the after sandwich. he's taken a bite of the sandwich and while he's freaking out he... well he goes the killer the killer is in my house oh. <laughs> Uh, he also sees the cat is playing with an eyeball. Yes. It, like, there's, you get... <laughs> Everything kind of happens at once. Yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> just a ton of gags, and he's such a goober. He grabs the dog to use the dog as, mm-hmm. like, protection. Yeah. The dog's, he, like, completely worthless. Yeah, he's pushing the dog, like, around the corner to make sure that the coast is clear. Meanwhile, yeah, the dog's, yeah. like, whining. Yeah. He ends up going upstairs and hiding in um, his parents' room under the covers. With the dog, yeah. Yeah, with the dog. I love that. But then ends up seeing the I'm under this, the, the bed note and freaks out. <laughs> like... <laughs> Runs downstairs, knocks over uh, these two pumpkin head, like, scarecrow decorations that his parents had set up in the front window. And, boop, there's the bodies of his parents. Yeah. So, yeah, he was already sick from the nutmeg and oregano. Mm -hmm. That makes him even sicker, though, seeing his parents' bodies. So he runs outside to throw up. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get a little jump scare. Boo. Which there have been a few... Jump scares throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. The, this movie is they're a, goofy, yeah, but it's, it's a goofy <laughs> ass film. But it also is. I would put it in the same category as like Scream. Yeah, where it's it's a goofy film, but it's got proper horror elements there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it, it's not the killer that that ends up scaring him. It's just Mick and Pinnab. Again, like this movie could have gone in a lot of different directions where. They could have been suspect this entire time. Yeah. Granted, the next scene happens where um, <laughs> that gets squashed. Uh-huh. He brings them into the house to show them his uh, dead parents. However, <laughs> when he brings them in, he's like, you have to see this. This is insane. They think that he's trying to show them a rap video. Yeah. So Seth Green is dancing with, yeah, <laughs> with the video. They're jamming out. Yeah. And then finally they notice the the dead bodies, which, you know, understandably they freak out. Yeah. As Mick freaks out, he knocks over a thing of onion rings and we see that there's ears in there. Yeah. They look over the bodies. Mick finds a clue. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of a gray shirt. Yeah. Huh. But Anton looks down and notices that his shirt is missing a piece. Yeah. Hmm. Which they end up joking that, oh, my God, the the killer was wearing your shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they keep just brushing it off that it could be Anton. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they said something else, too. Well, yeah. They find blood blood letters on the uh, the ground that spell out A-N-T. Ant? They were killed by ants? Or maybe it was uh, maybe it was Anton's aunt that came and, like... Oh, that's and... that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe it was an evil ant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love that whole uh, spew of dialogue there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this is when they also notice the onion rings. 
and they notice that it's two left ears. Yeah, hmm. which would be the twins. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is when Anton finally goes. I think that the that the killer is me. Mick is just like, well, let's call nine one one. What's the number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh, while he's calling, Anton ends up pulling the phone line out and. Mick's just like, oh, you know, take it easy, buddy. Everything's cool. And but like this, this scene is the only one that Anton, as a whole, seems mm-hmm. like he's possessed. Yeah. As opposed to just being isolated to his hand. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he has any control over any part of his body. I'm wondering yeah. if it was like one of the first scenes that they filmed when he was. Yeah starting (laughs) should be i mean mean, could be yeah yeah i I don't know he ends up killing mick by stabbing a broken bottle into his forehead (laughs) which when he goes down it's still making like liquid sounds for some reason well the cap is on the bottle so yeah but he had smashed the bottle and all the liquid fell out ah but now all the liquid inside of mick has fallen out (gasps) Uh... the bottle is full of blood that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Peanub is not too pleased and is scared. Ends up confronting Anton uh, uh, about it and is running away. He ends up running into the basement. Which Anton's like, you know there's not an exit in the basement. I don't know why you're running that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, this is where it you start seeing um, that it's the hand that's driving him. Because, like, he starts doing the, like... Reaching. Yeah, reaching out and grabbing. Like, with the the hand has force instead of it just being Anton running around like mm-hmm, a maniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes down into the basement and it's just, like, you know, telling P-Nub that he needs to get away. P-Nub starts to go up the stairs to escape. Unfortunately, uh, Anton's possessed hand ends up getting a saw blade and cutting off the head of P-Nub. Mm-hmm. We see Anton feeling guilty. He's Mm -hmm. out of breath. He's scared. And his hand is still acting on its own, though. Mm -hmm. It it reaches for the TV remote and puts on, like, this is another scene that I really love because it opens, the hand changes the channel to Chiller Theater. Yeah. With the hand coming out of the ground and everything. Yeah, with the six fingers, yeah. Yeah. And then Anton changes his back to music. Hand grabs the remote again, puts it on a different horror movie that has hands all in it. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's just a big back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And every time it's the hands uh, turn with the TV, it's always something horror related yeah. with hands. I yeah, love yeah. that. The imagery is just really cool there. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Uh, while this is going on, the cat comes up onto the couch. <laughs> no! <laughs> I think you guys can figure out where this is going. <laughs> yeah, uh, or maybe not, because uh, it would be simple if if the hand just had killed the cat. However, <laughs> he grabs the cat by a tail, swings it around over his head, and throws it out of his window. Yeah, it's miraculous that that window was open. Yeah, wide open. And luckily, the cat landed in bushes uh, across the street at Molly's house. And it's still okay, because it's, you can still hear it meowing. That's right. <laughs> Anton goes over uh, to try to find the cat, and while he's there, you know, the hand, of course, knows about his carnal impulses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up, uh, this, 
I want to give credit to Devin for his work for doing the possessed hand stuff mm -hmm. because he does a very, very good job. Yeah. Like you believe that there is a supernatural force literally pulling him around. Like yeah. he does. Like I love when he pops up out of the bush and like does the front flip over the banister mm -hmm. and then immediately pops up. To press the doorbell. Yeah. Like, it's a really good shot and very impressive because it's all him. Mm-hmm. I even like, though, when he's ringing the doorbell, like, the hand is just, like, stuck on the doorbell and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah he's... His hand is shaking. Yeah, like... yeah. It's it's very reminiscent of, like, you know, Peter Sellers and, like, Doctor Strange Love, like, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, I like it. I've always thought it's funny when you have somebody that's, like... They've got possessed hand, like possessed hand stuff, like cracks me up. Maybe it's because <laughs> of Evil Dead. I don't know. Uh, Molly ends up answering the door, and she's immediately flirty with him. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was the direction for Jessica Alba for this, uh, for her character? Because it just seems like thirsty is what they said. Yeah. Yeah. A thirsty bimbo. <laughs> yeah. Because she is just like, hey. They've not really interacted before other than him giving her the the songbook. Yeah, well, I mean, she did know him from school because he sat behind her in a chemistry class or yeah, whatever. But they never interacted. Yeah, they didn't really talk or yeah, anything. Yeah, um, so it, it's such a... <laughs> maybe she had a crush on him in school and just never said anything because he didn't say anything. Could be, could be. So she invites him in, even though he's being a maniac and he's covered in blood yeah claims that him and the cat had a fight yeah <laughs> which should be plenty of flags right there yeah i just love that she says well it looks like it kicked your ass <laughs> yeah right he goes in she takes him into her bedroom and they pretty much just instantly start making out yeah, because the hand, the evil oh, hand yeah. grabs her ass and she's into it. Yeah, oh yeah, I was yeah. like, that worked. <laughs> right. Of course, while they're making out, the hand is trying to kill her. And so Anton ends up tying his hand to the banister of the bed. And she's like, ooh, you're kinky. Uh, yeah, another another line that is burned into my mind because it was in the commercial for this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of all the lines, they put that one in it. We get a quick scene of Miss Lecure. Miss Lecure driving um, through traffic. Yeah, yeah, and she's just pretty much like, "I'm gonna get you." I'm gonna get you, you son of a bitch. Yeah. So it was kind of a a, a useless scene. Yeah, I, I guess we it was knew just, she's on the way. They just wanted to kind of remind the stoner audience, <laughs> yeah, that there's another character out there. <laughs> That there's a fox in here. She's always going to be beautiful. <laughs> and and uh, she's very beautiful in this movie. So just saying. Don't judge me for liking Vivica A. Fox, James. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> After the vigorous lovemaking of youth, Molly's parents come home. And so Anton needs to sneak out the window. But before he does so, they make plans to go to the Halloween dance. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I thought you said it's not safe on the streets for anybody. And she says, I'll protect you. Yeah. yeah. And he goes off on his merry way. <laughs> to bury his fa family and his friends. Yeah. Those must have been extremely shallow graves because <laughs> he had to bury these holes for four people. Yeah. 
in what seems to be a little amount of time. Yeah. Of course, though, uh, as he's walking away after he gave his uh, final respects to the four, uh, he hears Mick from the ground. Is he going cuckoo? No. Mick is actually alive. Yeah. And he well, pops out of the ground. Undead. Uh, yeah. Unalive, I guess. Unalive. I think that's what he ends up saying. Um, <laughs> once Mick comes up and Anton's freaking out about Mick rising from the grave, he ends up uh, having also Peanub's body comes out and then he ends up accidentally stepping on uh, Peanub's head. I guess he hadn't gotten to burying that part yet. Yeah. And Anton gets knocked out with the shovel. Yeah. Uh, Peanub's body uh, yeah. does that, I guess, as a kind of, you jerk for killing me yeah. type thing. And so the next day, Anton wakes up and he's like, oh, man, what a strange nightmare. That, that's so weird. Ha ha. Guess I'll go downstairs and do my thing. Yeah. And he sees uh, Mick is on the couch and he hears Peanub's voice. Sure. And so he's like, oh, I'm so glad you guys are okay. You're here. Everything's cool. Uh yeah. <laughs> he yeah. finally sees the state of them. And this is where I want to talk a little bit about uh, the um, the practical effects here. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that they didn't go, they didn't do what they could have easily have done, which was just like superimpose Peanub's head like mm -hmm. on the table or whatever. Like, it, it, like it, it's always pretty much, if it's not the actor actually like, I guess sticking his head through a hole in the table or mm -hmm. a hole in, in the couch or whatever. Um, they use an animatronic head. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. The puppetry for it, because he has lines mm -hmm. often mm -hmm. as the animatronic head, and it's really good. Yeah. You also see uh, Peanut's body is bouncing around in the kitchen uh, trying to grab for you know munchies and whatnot. Yeah. Eventually, just kind of explained to Anton, eh, yeah, we were in the afterlife, but it was too far away. We didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, 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 basically, the same excuse uh, for not delivering weed to him was the excuse they used for not going to heaven. Yeah. Um, he asked them, since I guess they've been to the afterlife now, he's like, hey, do you guys know anything about Satan or demons or anything? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, but we do know somebody who does. Yeah. Which this is a kind of a character we met earlier in the film. So we know that he's a metalhead. Yeah. We get introduced to Randy. Yeah. Randy's at the vigil for the twins at the fast food restaurant trying to pick up a girl that, that's, uh, you know, boo-hooing about them being dead. Which I, I think it's great that while she's talking about how sad she is that they uh, were murdered, she also talks about how she used to give them shit for being losers. And, and basically, you know, talks about how they were trying to pick her up for a date and she told them to to go jerk each other off. Yeah. Which Randy then asks, well, did they? Which is <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. Anton shows up and just like... Cock blocks yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, which Randy's pissed off about that. While Anton's trying to ask him about devil stuff, but he's just like, you know, fuck you, man, and gets in his giant truck and drives off. But doesn't like leave to go somewhere else. He immediately goes to the the drive through Hey, he was hungry I after guess. trying to pick up girls. Uh, Anton, I can't... He, he gets a hold just like that of uh, one of the fast food restaurant's uniforms and goes in there and it just goes straight to the drive through Yeah. Like, they just let him back there. 
he said he says to the guy, "Oh, you can take a break." And yeah. he talks to uh Randy over the intercom about uh demons and stuff. Yeah. And Randy's just like, "Oh, well, it's all music. It's not it's nothing really." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he ends up telling um uh Anton though that um idle hands are the devil's work. Yeah. And so this is where we get first of all the movie title. Mhm. And he he pretty much says, "Hey, you gotta keep your hand busy." I right. I've been there before. Yeah, I think he thinks that he's talking about masturbation. Yeah, like chronic masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> so Anton's at his house now, yeah. listening to a very good song by Rob Zombie, Dragula. Yeah. This was probably the first time I had heard that song, was from this movie. So. Yeah. Uh... I can't think if I if I had already seen the video before seeing this movie or if it was about it was about the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's instantly when I fell in love with that song. But he's sitting there knitting and uh, the cops from earlier show up to Mm -hmm. ask some questions because I guess some suspicious stuff has been going on. There's a noise complaint. Ah, yes. The noise complaint. Yep. Uh, they peek through the window and see the the corpses, you know, of of Mick and Peanut sitting on the couch with uh, with Anton, and so they end up bursting in. Yeah, because they think that they're dead, but <laughs> but then yeah, yeah, they're not. <laughs> they start talking, and of course they he shoots the body. <laughs> well, no, he he shoots uh, Peanut in the head. Yeah. Well, okay. It, Technically the body. Yeah, I suppose. Which Peanut's just like, ow, like, you know, why'd you do that, jerk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mick's like, yeah, that was rude. You should just kill them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love the way that he says it. Yeah. Anton's just like, handcuff me. Yeah, please send me take, to prison. Yeah, take me to jail, I can't, please. I can't hurt anybody in prison. Yeah, yeah. This is um, a great idea. <laughs> but he's still knitting all the while. And they're just like, put down a knitting needles. He's just like, just, just fucking handcuff me it's another like back and forth moment i guess he gets distracted enough while he's knitting that the hand takes control and stabs the knitting needle through one of the cop's heads yes (laughs) yeah then he takes the the taser from the one that he just killed and tases the other one right in the face and they don't work this way guys no you can't cook a person no but that's what happens well he gets backed up in a lamp i think too is that what happened i think so yeah i think that he he got jostled back from the taser Uh and then he backed up into a lamp gets cooked by that yeah he gets cooked by that i thought he got cooked by the by the the taser of course the gang is really impressed by this yeah but uh, this is where Anton gets the idea that, hey, maybe if I just cut off the hand, yeah, that will work. Yeah, we got a pretty good gag with him going to the kitchen and trying to use the bagel guillotine mm. uh, to, to cut his hand off, which the blade instantly bends. Yeah, we all know that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We get another famous line from Mick because Anton's like, ah, oh, grab the electric blade. And we get, ah, ha, ha, I'm Leatherface. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, and as he's going, the, the electric knife gets unplugged. from yeah. the, So for some reason, they're like, ah, that's not going to work, even though Anton could have went over there, too. He could have either gone over there or the fact of the matter is um, there was a plug-in right next to Anton. 
Yeah, okay, so he had multiple options. I don't yeah. know why they gave up on that yep. so quickly. Instead, he ends up using a meat cleaver to try to cut off his hand. But, you know, the hand is quicker than, than Anton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has Peanut's head bite the hand to keep it still so he can cut his hand off. And cut his hand off, he does. Yep, blood everywhere. Uh-huh. Mick luckily had the foresight to know to use a hot iron to carterize the uh the the stub yeah that iron wasn't uh wasn't hot yet i don't think well this was this like (laughs) you would have to assume that the iron had just been hanging out on this entire time yeah burned down the house yeah which is believable i guess because i mean anton is the kind of person that would leave an iron on however he's also the kind of person that would never use an iron Right. So, uh, so that that that's a little bit of a hole there. <laughs> um, Mick informs them though that hey, we there's an- antiseptic, yeah, uh, stuff at Penub's house, um, and we can also get burritos. Yeah, yeah. So they run off for supplies. Uh, Anton realizes that the uh, the hand is now free. Uh, uh, free and on the loose so he ends up chasing the hand around the house yeah yeah we we have a little tussle with them and he eventually gets the hand into the microwave while he's uh wrestling with the hand also molly uh is outside knocking on the door to get him to, uh because it's time for the dance because like you gotta like Anton is always in a situation that's leading him to absolute panic. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) and so it can't just be like the one thing. It's got to be like five other things stacked up. And so, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the whole time he's like, ah, I can't go. I can't go. And she's like, come on, Anton. We're going to be late to the dance. We're going to miss the band. (laughs) Yeah. And I understand why she was so excited uh, Um? once we get to that dance. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he he gets that uh, hand in that microwave and Mike uh, cooks it good and leaves with Molly, which, you know, she's dressed up in uh, an angel costume and he's just dressed up like Anton, but he's got a, a, a sack over his stub. He's also still got the Burger Jungle uniform on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he said, when she asked him what his costume is, he's like, oh, I'm a fast food worker that cut off his own hand. Ha ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she goes to, like, touch the, the stub. He's like, ooh, no, 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 don't touch that. <laughs> Penub and Mick uh, make it back, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're like, eh, Anton's not here. Oh well, time for the burritos." Yeah, and so they, the hand wasn't dead. It's a demon hand. It immediately flies out. Yeah, yeah, flies right out the window. Literally flies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of like that. Kind of had like an Evil Dead yeah. uh, look to it. Yeah. Which, but this is this is another part that I really like though. When Anton comes back and realizes the hand is gone, because um, he told Molly to go ahead. He gets there, says, "Oh my God, you guys let the hand out." Mm-hmm. Penub and Mick, they they're worried about those burritos, and yep. 
Uh, Mick had helped Penub get his head back on by uh, stabbing him with a knife and putting it into his body. Uh-huh. And so now we get a really gross scene of him eating burritos and it just like falling out of his neck. Yeah, this is one of the few scenes that I actually remembered from this movie. Yeah. Because well, like for, for, for the most part, I didn't remember a good chunk of this film. Yeah. Well, it's disgusting. Yeah. And he, he takes some and like licks it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gruesome. <laughs> Checking back in with Le Cure. She arrives at a bowling alley, which happens to also have uh, Randy there uh, doing some good old bowling. Yeah, at least he's hitting on somebody closer to his age. Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> uh, he does hit on her. Yeah, and uh, the the this universe, I'm just saying. It's easy to get laid. Everybody is down. Yeah. Um, like, because cause she's instantly like, all right, let's see where this takes us. Yeah. And he asks her why she's there, and she tells him, I mean, she puts it all out there. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm a demon hunter. I, I came here to find, you know, the killer and all this. He goes, oh, yeah, well, Anton was asking me about uh, about demons. He's probably the one that was uh, that's doing it. Oh, my God, we got to go. Yeah. Like, they instantly leave. Meanwhile, Anton and the gang are headed to the dance because mm-hmm. he's like, the hand's going after Molly. That's, that's the only explanation. Yeah. But Mick is like, nah, you need Anton time. Let, mm-hmm. let don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. It, no, no, no. We are going to the dance. That's right. <laughs> Debbie and Randy see the, the trio go over to Randy's house to steal his truck. Debbie go, runs over to try to stop them. However, they don't see because it's a monster truck. Like he, You can't see anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so they, they end up hitting her. And she goes flying. Uh, she's okay though. Yeah, uh, Randy's able to save her with his barf breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, line I really love. We get to see what the hand is up to, killing uh, two Kiss fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making yeah. out, getting hot and heavy in a car. <laughs> uh, which that's, I mean, we get a pretty good gag with that one because the guy uh, is uh, going down on the girl and he's, you know, feeling her boobs. But then there's. But then, like, the, the, the possessed hand is also feeling her boobs uh-huh. and then, uh, you know, kills her and then kills him. That was an essential scene Absolutely. for <laughs> Teenage Autumn, by I... the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not an essential scene for this movie. No. Well, I mean, they had to squeeze in boobs somewhere. And, and more murder. And more murder. The trio arrive at the dance and discover the dead couple almost instantly in the car, which, uh, like, I'm pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. how astute they are for this yeah and compared I mean, to the rest of the movie it's a pretty big gymnasium and big parking lot oh yeah, yeah. that's why another reason why i was like is this actually a school right <laughs> jessica album is at the dance and what the hell dance is she doing is it supposed uh, to be sexy? Yeah, it's that sexy early 2000s like dancing that girls was always trying to do. This was before twerking or anything, James. Uh, like She's just rolling her body and yeah. has her arms up in the air. Yeah, the, it's the, the white girl dance. Yeah, the the band is playing um I want to be sedated, a cover of the Ramones, I want to be sedated. The band? Don't you mean the offspring yeah hey kids it's offspring <laughs> um at the height of their career absolutely yeah i i don't know it's just that the dance she was doing didn't match the music it definitely did at not all no no because it's a bop <laughs> and she's doing this interpretive m- movement like it was probably the most unsexy dancing i've seen uh in quite some time yeah 
Um, she's also there with her friend, though, and they're worried about Anton showing up. Yeah. But when she walks away from Molly, though, she runs into Mick and Penub, and- Penub and he, instantly picks her up. Yep. Instantly, yet again. Yeah. She's down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good God. Is there, like, something in the air that this, everybody's just, like, really cool with, with everything? Right. It's insane. We get more murder from the hand. Yep. I'm not going to go into details on this scene because it's another it's kind of killing. funny. It, it's another funny mm-hmm. killing. Yeah. Randy and Debbie arrive at the dance. We also see that the hand has now sharpened its fingers in a pencil sharpener, which I thought was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I love Uh, that. Debbie ends up running into Anton. She tries to kill him. Yeah, she tries to kill him. However, at first, you don't like, like, he's just like, oh, thank God, you know, you can help me. She's like, I can help you by killing you. Yeah. And then that's when he's like, oh, I I cut the hand off. And she's just like, why'd you let it loose? Yeah, yeah. She is pissed about that. Yeah. We also find out that um, that the hand needs to sacrifice Molly Yeah. by midnight, uh, but druid time. Well, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh, well, it's only nine o'clock. We got plenty of time. It, no, it's druid time. And midnight is six minutes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I wonder how much longer we have in this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they um they go off to you know to find Molly and and find the hand. Get another good scene of uh, Mick. You know, standing there watching uh, P Nub dancing with the girl, being disgusted uh, by the situation. <laughs> um, Anton runs up onto the stage to warn the crowd about the killer hand, essentially. Yeah. They're all in danger. Yeah, and everybody's just like, ah, you, you're you stupid, Anton. You, you don't even come to school. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, I love that the Offspring singer is even, like, really, like, mean to him. And he's yeah. like, get off the stage, kid. Yeah. And he's immediately scalped by the hand. The hand yeah. drops down onto his head and is scalped. And that's when everybody is running and screaming. <laughs> Complete pandemonium. Lots of people die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Molly and her friend escape into uh, the, the vent for the AC, uh, for the system, air system. For some reason, that was a logical plan. That's right. They come across the fan blade for the air conditioner, and Molly uses her friend's shoe to stop the blade to get down, but unfortunately, they aren't fast enough because the hand finds her friend and pretty much hangs her. Yeah, which I find interesting that here we have another movie with Jessica Alba in it. Uh, with a hanging. With a hanging. And, and she didn't, she couldn't help her friend down from that either. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, great. I don't know how much more she could have helped because the hand ends up activating the blade. Yeah. And the friend gets pulled back up and then uh, chopped into bits. Uh, yep. <laughs> I love this part because the fact that uh, Peanut and Mike come around the corner in the vent and discover all the bits of the girl and p-dub's like damn i was gonna get laid and as they're going back down the vent mick goes well are you sure you don't want to go back i mean you could probably still get a piece yeah yeah that's a good line (laughs) that's pretty pretty good (laughs) molly's run ran off she goes towards the art room but (laughs) she is Taken by the hand. Uh-huh. I I don't know how she couldn't defend herself against a hand, but you know, hey, whatever. You know, it's a formidable foe. <laughs> 
Anton soon shows up to the art room and uh, we get a fantastic scene of the hands like in these puppets uh, <laughs> moving them around and Anton's like fighting the puppets. Yeah. And then it ends up that the hands in like the goofiest looking puppet. I I love the way it looks. I wish that more of the movie was the hand in the puppet. I know, me too. I wish that they had released the puppet. Right. You know, I wish that they had done more like merchandising for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's this crazy, like goofy ass puppet. And and Anton ends up, you know, trapping like he actually ends up pinning the puppet down. Unfortunately, uh, P-Nub and Mick end up falling through the vent again, allowing the hand to escape. Which is pretty fast because it uh it got to Molly fast enough for her to scream yeah. for them to hear it from the art room to go see what's going on with that. Which speaking of fast for that hand, um, quick work done to Molly because she's already strapped to a car that's on a lift that's about to crush her. Yeah, and on the ceiling there's a, a pentagram yeah. made in blood. Yeah impressive hand yeah very i mean if anything i'm almost rooting for the hand at this point (laughs) yeah it makes fast work yeah the gang ends up wrestling with the puppet uh trying to pull it off of the handle that's controlling the car lift but to no avail mick goes over to unveil this huge huge bong made by the uh, metal shop yeah uh, I don't even think he really knew what was under there until he pulled the, the cloth off. Yeah. And this is when he's like, oh, we got to take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they end up lighting up. Yeah. And Anton's like, really? Seriously right now? And they're just like, Pino's just like, I needs me spinach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they end up smoking, smoking up. And Anton gets the brilliant idea. To blow the smoke into the puppet. Yeah, which, I mean, he doesn't tell anybody his plan. It just no, looks no. like he's going over there to, like, to, get high. Yeah. And Molly's, like, pissed at him because yeah. she's like, really? You're going to get high with your friends instead of saving me? Right. <laughs> uh, we get a really funny gag of the puppet, the head turning, and they change the face on it where it's got this, like, goofy like high face yeah and then the eyes roll back and they're bloodshot <laughs> yeah and and so the puppet falls to the ground uh they're able to stop the uh car from crushing molly just in, just just in time yeah her nose is literally like on smooshed. the ceiling yeah <laughs> the hand pops back up uh to to kill but luckily debbie comes in just in time to throw the dagger and I love this because uh, the hand, <laughs> instead of like getting pierced against a wall or something, it gets <laughs> stabbed directly into Mick. Yeah. And he just looks down and he's like, God, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then the hand just goes poof. It just like, That was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, wait, no explosion? No, <laughs> yeah. no, like, burr. Blah, 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 blah. Like he does like all this like stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's just like, that was, that was lame. <laughs> it it all kind of wraps up pretty quickly yeah. because Penub and Mick it kind of shows them going into the afterlife like a garage door opens and there's the bright light and yeah. everything. Oh, but I skipped something because Anton helped Molly down from the car and they're making out. Yeah. And 
oopsie daisy, an accident happens, and yeah. the car ends up uh, crushing Anton. Yeah, so so essentially what happens is the gate to heaven opens up for yeah. Anton. Yeah, and they ask, I mean, they're going, and they, ask, they turn around and ask, you coming? Yeah. Which, nope. Instead, we hear the beeps of a heart monitor. Anton's in the hospital. He's completely fine. He's in a full body cast, though. I, I, I would say that's not completely fine. <laughs> w- he's alive. Come on. Or is he? Because, like, this is my question. Okay. Uh, is since he was dead and he basically turned down going to heaven, just uh-huh. like Mick and uh, P-Nub did, uh-huh. would he technically then actually be a zombie just like them? Like, this, this is the, like, okay. Ah, I never thought about that. That's pretty crazy. Let's, let's, let's wrap up uh, real quick the movie thing, and then I'll get into a couple of theories. Okay. Um, which is Molly's smooching on him. She goes, to, she 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 ends up leaving the room, and then that's when we get to see that Mick and uh, P-Nub are now um, Anton's guardian angels. Yeah, which he's talking to them, and the nurse tells Molly, oh, He's he's gonna be a little weird yeah. for a few days. Yeah, yeah, and uh, visiting hours are over. You gotta go. So she she boots her out. Yeah, everybody's gone. Anton's in the room by himself, and he looks up, and the message is on the ceiling. Yeah, I'm under the bed. I'm under the bed. Uh, he starts <laughs> to scream, and you end up hearing, you end up seeing Mick and Peanut walking down the hall, and they go. Do you think that he knows that uh, we're the ones that wrote the message? And yeah. I'm like, nah. And, and they just start laughing about it. Yeah. The end. Okay. Now, obviously, verdict. We like the movie. Yeah, love the movie. Uh, so let's get... I, I, I just... I, I want to real quick discuss about about my theory. My, like, it's not even a theory. It's just this... I don't understand the rules for the undead for this yeah. movie. Yeah. Okay? Because... Because um, anybody could just go... Eh, yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I guess it makes just about as much sense as like American Werewolf in in uh, London, mm-hmm. where you know the guy's friend is like haunting him and stuff after he's killed him uh, as a werewolf. Yeah, uh, where he becomes a ghoul. I don't really quite. I, I guess like for whatever reason, Mick and uh, Peanut come back as ghouls instead of ghosts. Um, that interact with everybody, you know, because like at, at the very least, with a lot of other movies that are like that, um, the friends that are haunting the person that had killed them are usually just a figment of their imagination or is a ghost that only they can see. Yeah. But obviously, that's not the case for this movie because they interact with everybody. Yeah. So again, that makes me wonder if Anton is actually a ghoul mm. because he turned down going to heaven just like they did. I don't know. He just doesn't look as um Well, he also has a heartbeat. Gunky as them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so um I know it's a weird thing to kind of pick apart for a goofy ass movie, but it was just the thing that I, I didn't quite get is why they get to be ghouls mm-hmm. and he doesn't. I mean I don't I'm know. you know, like that that so that that was all. Maybe because he saved the day. Yeah, some heaven rules or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't you know. know. <laughs> well, okay, no, he didn't save the day. We'd save the day. That's right. Because that's literally what they say. <laughs> that's right. That brings to end our I episode. Mm-hmm. Up next 
is, of course, our J episode. Yeah, another one that I'm excited about. Yeah, Autumn, I'll let you. What What's our next movie? Ah, uh, well, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, say anything, but it is G1. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've never watched this movie. I also had a period of time where that's all I was watching. Yeah. The, I was watching The Grudge and Juon. And uh yeah, I I freaking I I love both versions of it. So. I, I I didn't like The Grudge and I just wasn't willing to watch Well then you the might original. not you might not like Juon then because it's pretty much a very good adaptation of it yeah yeah so it's pretty much the same that's why i never watched it is ah! because of the fact that like i didn't like uh the grudge and people everyone that i knew had seen the original was like oh no it's it's almost exactly the same See, and i was like and, i don't like that and actually i this might be controversial but i actually preferred the grudge mm. yeah wow what a what a hot take I teaser know. for the next I episode <laughs> So if you find yourself in your parents' attic, idly hanging around, be sure that if you partake in the devil's lettuce, (laughs) that while you're doing so, you stay spooky. I'm Leatherface. Oh. Bye. This has been a Podcast Magoria production hosted by James Davis and Autumn Campbell. Music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Be sure to subscribe via Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook for behind-the-scenes information about future episodes and as well as other spooky things that we may be featuring in other Podcast Magoria productions. And as always, stay spooky.